welcome to Romance Isn't Dead, episode 31. Just a nibble. I'm Sally. Right. Hello, all. We have come through the Christmas season, if you are of that persuasion. And now we are entering into New Year's. Are we ready, Ray? Are we no. ready? No. You know what I am ready to do? What? Say goodbye to 2019. Oh, 2019 sucked. <laughs> Peace out. Peace this out. I said that I'm quite I'm quite ready to get out of the 2010s. Mm. I think this decade has been I worked out this just last night when I couldn't sleep. I worked out I have been made redundant 3 times in this decade. Mm. 3 times. Mm. It's like this decade has been pretty harsh, I think. Well, I mean, I was like, okay, 2018 was just so terrible. Okay, and then the first, I mean, then 2019 started. It was like, this is like a bonus track for 2019. This, or 2018, it sucks. You're Hang on a second. There. Didn't this whole suckage thing start in like 2016? The beginning of 2016, all of those people died. And it was like, uh, what now? Yeah, it's just been, yeah, let's just call it on the teens. Let's just call it. So anyway. Yeah, let's say the teens sucked. But to celebrate that, we are kicking it all the way back to 2000. Well, and, the book was written in 2005. Oh, no. I think 2000. It was based in 2000. Okay, well, fine. It was based in 2000. It was based in 2000. The book came out in 2005. Okay. I'm smelling my coffee right now. Okay, so I can be forgiven for thinking it was written in 2000 because you the very thing it says 2000. So I was going with it was 2000 when she was writing the book. So anyway, and the book we are, of course, referencing is Lindsay Sands' A Quick Bite. And this was Ray's pick. Ray, would you like to give us a little bit of a, I don't know, a little uh, discussion of the book? Well, this is the first in a Vampire Family series. Um, it's the Argelo series, and I think there's about 23 of them now, and they're still being written. And I'm gonna sneeze, excuse me. Uh, I've got a bit of a cold. Um, <laughs> that was a weird sneeze. People at work always look at me when I sneeze because it always sounds different, and that was odd. Um, anyway, basically, it's about Luciana Argenot, who is the daughter of one of the three original Argenot siblings who came from Atlantis. Mm -hmm. That's the whole, the, mytholo the, the mythology behind these vampires is very different to the, the mythology of most vampires. When you think about it, a lot of the vampire origins are mythologic they are greek mythology based mm -hmm. or um old testament mm -hmm. but these ones are greek mythology based with nano uh, with nanites mm -hmm. or nanobots whatever depending on how you refer to them and essentially this is about lisiana and she has been she has got hemophobia mm -hmm. which is not that great for a vampire be fair mm -mm. Mm -mm. and on her birthday her mother kidnaps a psychologist who is 
um, about to go on holiday. So obviously his family won't miss him because he's already told them he's going away. And she basically manipulates him into climbing into his own trunk. Her trunk. And her trunk and being driven to a birthday party where he's tied to a bed. With he a bow thinks around his neck. That, oh yeah, with a bow around his neck because he's a birthday present. Lisiana thinks that he's dinner. Mm-hmm. And this is a nice birthday present for her. But she can't manipulate his mind. She can't read his mind and she can't actually control him in any way. And then her family revealed that he's actually her cure because he specializes in phobias. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few subplots in the book and you find out the history of her father, the actual history of their particular race of vampires and that in a way that's pretty much it i mean the the subplot is i have to be honest the subplot is relatively weak mm-hmm. and my defense when i picked this i mean it's from my bookcase and i haven't read it since i got it so it's been 14 years mm-hmm. since i last read it so i was mad panic reading it to get it finished which mm-hmm. <laughs> is not a good thing but it's i mean the characters are okay Mm-hmm. I actually quite like Greg, though. What was it you said about Greg? His name doesn't really seem like a romance hero name. I'll stand <laughs> by that. Yeah, but then what would you say is a romance hero name when you I think about... Know, but I don't know, but Greg is not it, okay? Greg but then we, have ba- we do have a bastion in the book. And a Lucian. Yeah, and and other names that to me seem more romance heroy, or maybe, maybe I should have maybe I should have picked one of their stories then. <laughs> no, but you know what? Actually, just sort of only tangentially, maybe his name doesn't seem very romance heroy to me because he doesn't necessarily speak to me much as a romance hero. It's not that I don't maybe like him. She, maybe she's the romance hero in this book. And maybe that's what's kind of tinging me about it because I, I don't it's know. It's almost like there's a. It's almost like there's a role She's, reversal. Yes, exactly. And I would not have chosen this book because of the role reversal. To be perfectly honest. But you didn't. You hadn't read it before, had you? Right, and I wouldn't have picked it. Like I would have <laughs> read the back and said, "Eh, probably not," because for whatever reason my real life intrudes enough on my romance reading that I like for um, the romance hero to be older than the romance heroine. It's just a little thing. It doesn't really matter. It's not a big deal. I like the book. It was cute. There's no problem with it. I just wouldn't have read the back and picked it. Does that make sense? Yeah, total sense. It makes absolute complete sense to me. I think that there is an element of role reversal in this. She's Mm -hmm rescuing him he's not a damsel in distress in distress clearly he's a a doctor who's been kidnapped yeah he's a doctor who's well was he really kidnapped yes 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 he was he got in he kind of got in the trunk of his own accord ish no he didn't he was being mind controlled (laughs) see that's the i think that's the argument they have in the book though isn't it he says i got in the trunk on my own right but he didn't get it on the trunk, but it would appear that way. It would 100% appear that way. 
even though he did not. It would appear he got in on his own. He didn't. He did not. So, apart from the fact that he wasn't the hero, he was almost like the female protagonist of the novel, um, what would you say? You said you thought it was cute. What did you think was cute about it? Well, I mean, they're cute together. And, I mean, it just, there's nothing particularly objectionable about it, but I wouldn't, like, I don't know, maybe... I'm not sure. I think I'd need to read more in this series. Like, I, I, I think the find, next book. I didn't find Luciana and Greg all that compelling. I think that Lucian is more of an interesting character. I think Lucian's book is actually one of the books that I have. I think it's second. I want to say it's second or third book in the series. Mm-hmm. But I know that it's pretty. He's been waiting a very, very long time. Mm-hmm to find somebody he's been on his own a lot yeah and I I can't help thinking it's one of the books that I read at the same time because I bought all of these books Mm -hmm. when I was on holiday in the states I literally came no joke I had to buy extra luggage it's the sixth book in the series I had to buy extra luggage to carry back all the books that I purchased while I was on holiday because that's just me I'm not one of these people who goes on holiday and buys clothes I am one of those people that legitimately because it's very um, before Amazon was a big thing and it was really easy to get hold of books it was difficult to get certain genres of book in the UK unless you went to the really big bookstores mm-hmm. so I would either make a trip up to London which was not my idea of heaven by any stretch of the imagination. Mm. It's nearly two hours on a train up there. Then you've got the underground. Then you've got all the crowds. And I'm a little bit um, social. I have a little bit of social anxiety. So the crowds can do my head in a bit. Or it was go on holiday to the States. And guess which one I'd rather do? So I'd go on holiday to the States. And I would come back with a full set of books by an author, a load of books in a secondhand, from a secondhand bookshop that I wasn't able to get hold of over here. Mm. And my shelves are full of books that I couldn't buy in the UK going back 15, 20 years. I get it. I get it. So now I, it's not that I do. I think it's cute. I do. I just didn't find Luciana and Greg particularly compelling as characters. And I think it was an odd choice for the first book right right and and as I was telling you before we started recording it feels like there's a lot of um exposition in this book and I understand why it's necessary but at the same time it just felt a little weird and some of the choices that she made um like Lysiana completely missing that Father Joseph was trying to kill her um like it's sort of a comedy of errors in a way and I guess yeah. we're supposed to be amused by that. And I am amused by that at the same time. I'm like, oh, my God, how stupid <laughs> can you possibly be? You know, when you had just gotten through saying, oh, yeah, well, people think garlic works on us, but it doesn't. Kind of thing. So that's the thing. I think that one of the things about Lysiana and Greg's book is it could have been a book further on in the series rather than the first one. Mm-hmm. If you'd done one starting with an older generation mm-hmm. vampire. So say Lucian 
or Bastion mm-hmm. or one of the elders, uh, one of the elders, if you'd done their story and had a prologue explaining about the whole um, Atlantis thing, you wouldn't have needed that exposition throughout a later book. And not only that, this could have been a short story. Yeah, that was the other thing I was thinking. This this might could have been a novella, and I would have liked it better. I would have liked it better as a novella. Yeah, I think that that's, that's the problem when it comes to a series of books, any series of books. There are, you're going to come across episodic books that could have been a shorter version mm-hmm. of themselves. Mm-hmm. There was no, I mean, this was only 300, and I think it was 360 pages in paperback. Mm-hmm. And it could have been probably, I'd say, 150 if all the explanation had been in a book that had come out earlier. Mm-hmm. So they'd done a different character and introduced all the characters down the line that way, like at a big ceremony, say a wedding or something, introduced all the characters and then gone into their stories. Mm-hmm. My personal, I mean, I liked the book, don't get me wrong. I think it's quite well written. There are little Mm -hmm. confusing elements in it. It's not as Mm -hmm. well written as the Catherine Coulter, but at the same time, it's also not as disturbing as the last Catherine Coulter we read. Um, Mm. (laughs) We discussed Mm. that one in in the episode before last. So if you want to know what we're talking about, go and listen to that episode. But it was... At the same time, it was a bit of fluff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. didn't need any of the substance that was in it because it could have gone somewhere else, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. So. <laughs> I yeah. found the, the mix of sensibilities was a bit weird as well because Luciana was very naive. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I could see that. I really could. Um, I I didn't find anyone particularly like, like no one stood out as someone I did not like in this book. Does that make sense? Yeah, total sense. Um, but then again, this book didn't necessarily inspire me to go on. That said, I'm interested in Lucian. Like book six, you know what I mean. Like, but I have no desire to to uh, read everything in between, right? I'm just interested. I want to read. In. I like the twins. Okay, I, but they to me they were just so young and like uh, so. I don't. Does that but make I sense? think that yeah, I think the the fact that there was this contrast between I've lived two hundred and two years and we're seventeen, right? And it was that whole well why are they different to you and you don't I mean because the mortal life is very much there is so much to experience and there's so much to fit in in this amount of time if you had double quadruple or whatever that amount of time would you become bored with certain things are there enough things different out there that you'd never ever get fed up with food or life in general I don't know food man I can't imagine just giving that up just for kicks and giggles yeah but I'm not talking about giving it up for kicks yeah. and giggles but I'm talking about the it's whole like, mm, nah. <sighs> for food. I'm so I'm so sick of chicken <laughs> yeah. 
Well, but you know what? I've lost my train of thought. Never mind. Move along. What What were you saying? <laughs> I was, it's that whole aspect of it does bring up interesting questions about how we live. I mean, she brings up a very interesting point that we've brought up several times before when we've talked about our Regency novels. And she refers to, oh, well, when I was a child, a woman lived in her father's home. She was married off to somebody. She never had any of her own property. Everything she had was her husband's. When she had children, they belonged to her husband and she had no rights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was, she was talking about gen- the, the gentility. She was talking about the people with money. So mm-hmm. people in her position who had no rights. And she said, I far prefer this age. Mm-hmm. So there was that contrast of, the development that she's noticed it must be interesting to see that many changes but then think about how many changes we've seen in our lives mm-hmm. i mean just yeah i mean the fact that we're recording this podcast transatlantically is yeah huge. Exactly. well I, I remember what i was going to say uh lindsey sands did go with that old trope of if you're a vampire you're you're a perfect physical specimen, right? Because the nanos just eat away all the extra fat. And it's like, like, is Mm. there never an, I've never read an author have ugly vampires. Have you? Well, not a novel, but if you look at the vampires, when they turn into vampires in shows like Buffy or even like Fright Night. But those are horror. Well, no, Buffy's not really horror. If you're looking at me as if to say, no, it is a horror. Um, I wouldn't say vampires in their natural state are pretty, but then they're the ones that are possessed by demons. These, they've already said, we weren't, we aren't possessed by demons. We're not the devil. We were transformed by nanites. So I can understand why they'd keep them perfect specimens, but at the same time, it just seems they also to... have a big job to do yeah. in order to keep them that way. Right, it just seems like most most romance vampires, okay, yeah, are you know pretty, very very attractive people. But at the same time, it's building, it's living in the fantasy, isn't it? Yes, it is. And, and in our fant- fantasy, yeah, and in your fantasies, are you ever a size? Being honest, and I hate this, and I mean, I'm saying this as a size 20. That's a UK size 20, not a US size 20. There's about three sizes difference in them. But I'm saying this as a size 20. I don't read a book and think, oh, I can't identify with this character because they're not massively overweight. I look at this character and think, oh, I'd like to be like her. I'm Mm. not, but I would like to be. And then it sends me on a kick of going to the gym for about six weeks before I get bored. But at the same time, I'm not depressed by the fact that it's not a body positive thing Mm -hmm. because I know it's fiction Mm -hmm. and I don't care. And I might be an exception, but I don't care. Mm -hmm. I know I appreciate that a lot of people do. And this is something that is that many people find frustrating about novels that all the characters are beautiful and everything else, but they're talking in an ideal world. They're not, they aren't talking about reality. If you want to read reality, watch the news or read a newspaper. Well, sometimes, um, Mm. (laughs) yeah, (laughs) 
don't read the newspapers at the moment. Um, but re- if you want reality, there are options out there. Mm-hmm. But I read, I read to escape from the real world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My mum used to say I escaped from it far too much while I was eating chocolate. But at the same time, that was my escape and still is my escape. I like watching last week, we, um, last episode we were talking about the holiday. Mm-hmm. The only overweight character in that still ends up with a beautiful girl. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it is what it is. Um, yeah. And and you're right in that romance is a fantasy. And I've read a few romances here and there where uh, the heroine might be um, a little overweight or whatever. But almost always right. the but, but almost always the heroes are perfect. So that's where it's female gazy, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then you look at it yeah. and bride and bride. Yeah. Perfect example. Super hot hero. Mm-hmm. Woman who's severely insecure about her appearance and mm-hmm. constantly feels judged because of it. Yeah. No. And I think if you're going to if you're going to go into the psychology of it all and talk about how that character feels and you're going to look at their issues regarding food and everything else, then yes, that's the kind of book that you want to write and you want to, and people do want to read them but if you are looking for an escape mm-hmm. from the real world from whatever situation you're in at that moment in time and just want to have 10 minutes of a break from it then do you really want to read your reality on the page oh absolutely not i mean i, I don't read romance for i don't read romance for reality i never have never will i don't watch i don't watch movies for reality that's not that's not why i do things so no well, i, I get really that, you're watching the wrong movies if you're doing that yeah, i get really frustrated with people who are like i don't like it because it's not realistic and i'm like it's not supposed to be but anyway it's like you really think there are serum enhanced soldiers in the world or um jedi with lightsabers and yoda and ewoks do you really think i mean it's it is an escape mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as i said if you if you want the real world there are lots of books out there that are very well written and I'm not saying they're not they're very well written and they're very realistic tackling serious subject matter and looking at the psychology of things rather than the fantasy of them mm-hmm. but that's not what we're here for right <laughs> in right. this in this podcast anyway exactly so chili pepper rating maybe a five it's not massively hot. No, it's there's, not. There's a bit in there, but I think it's her sensibilities are still very much 18th, 19th century rather mm-hmm. than 20th, 21st. Right, right. I, I would probably go with five. And I, I'll be honest, I kind of skimmed. I was not in the headspace. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of skimmed. So I probably am not your best judge of that. So I'd say, I'd say five-ish. It'd I'd go with that, yeah. And it's not until well into the book either. I mean, I'm talking no. 60% in-ish. I mean, That's the thing. I mean, there's there are, they do have chemistry. That's mm-hmm. the thing. These characters do have a clear chemistry mm-hmm. between them. They mm-hmm. are very obviously attracted to each other because the first thing she thinks is 
I mean, she does a double. She does a double take almost Mm -hmm. because she goes out, goes into the room, comes out of the room, and then goes back in again. Mm -hmm. And I can almost imagine that in my head, and it gave me a little bit of a giggle. Yeah. But she does have that attraction to him Mm -hmm. almost instantaneously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, they write, as you said, um, as we were talking beforehand, they do kind of write off the serious element of the plot and they skim over her father's alcoholism brought on by the fact that he actually purchases alcoholic's blood Mm -hmm. to drink. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, and that's, that's the other thing. This, this book is clearly designed to be fun. Yeah, right. exactly. And so understanding that, I, I don't want to be too critical of it because it was fun. It was fun to read. It was, um, it just maybe wasn't quite my cup of tea, but it was still fun to read. And I would not tell anyone not to read it. I don't put any, like necessarily put any trigger warnings on it or anything, you know, just like. <laughs> I don't think, I, I was going to say, I was trying to think of any situation in the book realistically that would necessitate trigger warnings unless you're terrified of being staked in the chest and everyone probably should be just saying (laughs) (laughs) but there are i mean there are a lot of other books in the series and as i said if you're interested in as sally mentioned lucian's story he's one of the original atlantean vampires Mm. If you're interested in his story, his book is number six, and I think it's called Love at First Bite. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I, I might actually look that one up. I think that's the one of that's the one book in the series that is falling apart. Because you really, really liked it. Yeah, I think I must have done because I know that I've read it several times, and I know that the cover's falling off. So. Okay. Well, there you go. All right. So I guess we need to move on. To... We do it to the new year and season two. Yes, I can't. I can't believe we've already done thirty-one episodes. It's like, where's the year gone? Yeah. Well, um, I do want to. We did want to mention um, one of our listeners. She had. She had. Um, break. Did you want to give this particulars? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd love to give a shout out to Garcia who reached out to us on Facebook with some recommendations. Um, where she's from Australia, and I have to say we are currently trying to source the books. They are older, um, but we are currently trying to source them. They are The Silver Devil, The Flesh and the Devil by Teresa Dennis, and Defy the Eagle by Lynn Bartlett. They're not proving as easy to find as we thought they might be because they are slightly older. My library may well be able to dig them up. We are talking about a very old library. My library may well be able to dig up copies, but Amazon seems to be unable to for us at the moment. But thank you so much for reaching out to us, Garcia, and Anybody else who wants to get in contact with book recommendations or ARC offers or anything else, do get in touch. You can reach us on Twitter at ISN Romance or Romance Isn't Dead on Facebook. And obviously on Romance Isn't Dead, which you can find on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Or you can leave a comment for us on our Podbean account. Yeah, we are listening. We are listening. The book I actually chose... Um... <laughs> It's called Only His by Elizabeth Lowell. 
And she, in my head, has always just sort of been a Catherine Coulter level author. And so that will be our first book of the new year. It is a Western and um, only his. It's the first of a six book series. So if you. And we promise it's not going to be like the last Western we read. I am so sorry for that. <laughs> so sorry. <clears throat> We've had a year. Man, man. We're, we're hoping for the best, y'all. We're hoping for the best. But thank you so much for tuning in. Ray, where yeah. can people find you? You've told where we're on the podcast. Where can we find you? Yep. Find me at All About Ray on Twitter. Uh, my account is mostly, I would say, mostly writing to my local bus company, talking about occasional writing, frustrating colleagues at work, <laughs> and life in general, really. My account is a real mix. So go and follow me over there. I've only got seven followers. But, um, <laughs> I know, that's so sad, isn't it? Um, but I, d I don't mind. I feel like it doesn't matter if you're talking out into the ether because occasionally things will get read. Um, and I'm, I honestly don't mind at all because I manage accounts for work and everything else. But you can find me at All About Ray, R-A-Y-E. Okay. <laughs> I am... Palmetto Blue on Twitter and Instagram. If you would like to catch up with me, you will find that my Instagram account has a lot of fiber crafting on it, specifically crochet, but that's okay. And then both accounts do talk a lot about Star Wars because I am a gigantic Star Wars nerd. Anyway, I am listening to you there as well. So, how would we like to sign off this, this lovely, lovely day? Well, I would love to say keep on searching your, for your happily ever after and we will see you in 2020. So I hope that you have an amazing New Year's Eve. Yes, amazing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I would just remind you that romance isn't dead. It's alive and well on your bookshelf. Bye. Bye. Bye.